and he's the senior editor at HotAir.com, uh, and uh, we absolutely love his work. We welcome back on our guest line, Ed Morrissey. Ed, so, yeah, this is our first day. No papers. I'm doing everything off of three computer screens. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm going Hewitt style today, and so far so good. <laughs> Except for that one audio glitch, which I blame somebody else on, it's all going fine. Well, says that's the what cap- you does, too, so you're in good company. Yeah, I've seen him do it, and we've watched him, and I'm like, how are you doing every... And he has one screen, so I have to have three. You know, I mean, my our, our budget on computers is uh, out the window right now. But, other again, sorry for that little glitch. Uh, if, guys, can you... can Which which clip is the, is the crowd hammer cut? Is that number 10? Because I'd love to play that for Ed. Because, Ed, you wrote a great pre- piece about the credibility problem of... James Comey. Let's dive in. I mean, this is a guy who is on record as having said nobody told him uh, to, to, to end or cease an investigation. His apologists say, oh, no, no, no. Well, that was in the context of the Justice Department. Was it really, Ed? No, 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 no. This was a, a fairly broad uh, question that uh, Senator Hirono asked, and, and he gave a definitive answer, which is that it had never happened. Any, nothing like that had ever happened uh, while he was at the FBI. And so yeah, you, 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 can't unsquare, you, you can't square that circle. Like, it just, it just won't, won't fly. But the credibility problems go beyond that anyway, because both Democrats and Republicans have been attacking uh, Comey's credibility at different times. Um, over the last year, ever since the um, end of the Hillary Clinton investigation and then the reopening of the Hillary Clinton investigation in uh, late October of last year, uh, this is a guy who's been savaged on Capitol Hill. And in fact, his last, um, his last appearance on Capitol Hill, <clears throat> Comey was there to basically try to defend himself against both Republicans and Democrats attacking his credibility. And then he ended up uh, misstating uh, some of the numbers on uh, claims he made about uh, Huma Abedin's um, uh, copying of files to her home computer, right. which undermined his credibility even more. I mean, this is a guy who is who spent the last year or so uh, doing a lot of damage to himself. And so this is not necessarily a guy who's going to have a tremendous amount of credibility with people who are in the room with him at, at, yeah. when he goes to testify. The part that, to me, is just utterly amusing are all the leaks leading up to tomorrow Oh, uh, he is said to have asked not to be alone in a room with the president. Oh, he has uh, suggested that he was uncomfortable. He was in the fading in, in the blue curtains, and he didn't like to shake Trump's hand. All of this has to be coming from him. I mean, there, there's there, right him or his close him or his him or his closest associates. Well, his right. closest associates aren't doing it without his blessing. Right, right, right. Exactly. No, I mean, no, it seems obvious right. to me this guy is singing like a like a like a canary and wanting to try to shape a narrative. This guy, I mean, I, I I don't obviously I don't know the guy and I don't know enough about him to make this value judgment, but he sure seems like a piece of work. Well, you know, this is a guy who actually had a pretty good reputation prior to about a year ago, right? I right. Mean, this is a guy who had a really sterling reputation as a nonpartisan player. Um, and then he allowed himself to kind of get caught up in all of this um, politicization. And this is where we're at with him right now. But, look, I mean, I, I, I think that a lot of this is probably nonsensical. I think some of it um, is explainable. I mean, right. if, 
if he had a conversation that made him uncomfortable with Trump when he was talking about the Russia investigation, then yeah, I could see where he'd want to have uh, Sessions sit in with them on the next uh, on the next uh, meeting. That that to me actually makes some sense. Um, but the rest of this, the the leak today about uh, Dan Coats and the um, and that he was asked to go ask the FBI director to back off of an investigation. I mean, you and I have been. You know, you and I know a little bit about the history of these two organizations. If right. you were going to ask anybody, anybody, to uh, ask the F- to influence the FBI in an investigation, the last place you go to is right. the CIA or the CIA's parent um, organization now, the ODNI, to do it. There's a huge rivalry between those two organizations, I know. I know. I and, know. The, and the FBI doesn't take direction from the CIA. It takes well, direction what... from the Attorney General. All of this seems to be under the category of what I call the, the, the proverbial bull in the China shop. And, and this is this presidency. There's no question that, and if you've got a bull in a China shop, you've got somebody who's trying to upset every, every norm, do things so differently. There's been a report. Of course, they went, they freaked out yesterday because there was an early report that he might be live tweeting during Comey's testimony, which, uh, you know, that'll make a whole bunch of heads spin. Uh, but these are the kinds of things that, that he does that are so unconventional. So, you know, I suppose when you have an establishment guy, a Washington insider like Comey or others, and I'm not saying this to be disparaging, but they're coming into this bull in a China shop's orbit, you know, things are going to get messy. Things are going to get fr- going to get ugly. Things are going to get, but that doesn't mean they're illegal. And that doesn't mean there's anybody getting ready to go to jail. That doesn't mean there's any kind of, you know, grounds for impeachment. You've just got the establishment colliding with the bull in the china shop no uh, i agree with you on that i mean there is a point though to be made about impeachment which is that it's not a legal process it's a political process you're right and so impeachment can kind of happen pretty much whenever the house decides it wants to happen of course the house is in republican hands so i doubt very but that's but that's what but that's why that's why 2018 is so it looms so large and is so crucial because if, if 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 Democrats somehow manage to take the House, I think impeachment is inevitable. I think it's a I think it's a real possibility. Yes, and and I think that Democrats will claim it, if Democrats win, and there's a lot of structural reasons why they're they're probably not going to get to a majority in 2018. Uh, but let's for the sake of argument that they did somehow overcome all those structural uh, obstacles and uh, and want a majority, they could claim. Well, this is a uh, this is a uh, mandate to act against Trump too. Right. But, uh, again, it won't go anywhere because the Senate's not going to do anything with it either. Right, so, right. Um, but but yeah, you're right about the bull in the china shop thing. But it is important to realize that you're operating in a political environment that y- you may want to reform the uh, the area there, but you have to be careful about how you do it. And um, the the whole thing with Comey sort of reminds me of uh, Lyndon Johnson's. Um, rather famous observation, and I'm going to clean it up here because we're on the air, but Thank uh, you. that he'd rather have somebody inside the tent looking out than outside the tent looking in. And right. um, <laughs> that's something that Trump might want to keep in mind as he's going along with this, too. Ed Morrissey's with us. He's the senior editor at HotAir.com. There's a huge, hugely important uh, election in Georgia, special election. Man, la- at last count, Ed, over $40 million dollars being spent on this Georgia special election. Democrats, let's be blunt, desperately need a win because they haven't won a single special election yet. 
No, they have one coming up in California, though, that they're going to win, because, and we know that because two Democrats are running for it. Right, that, uh, that one's, so their odds are in their favor. The odds are in their favor. I, you know, I'm not going to predict anything on that one, because, you know, these things are tricky, but I'm, I'm going to guess a, a Democrat's going to win that one. Uh, right. This is a, such a ridiculous um, fight. They have poured a ton of money into this just to come up with a dead heat, which tells you that when you get to... Uh, the 2018 election, because this is going to come up for re-election in 2018, just like all the other seats. Right. And um, they're not going to be able to put, you know, $30 million into this seat. They're going to have to send that money elsewhere to fight other, um, to fight other elections. And so even if they win this seat uh, for a year and a quarter, they're not going to be able to hold it. They're not going to be able to spend the money to hold this seat. Who do you mean? Who's they? Uh, the Democrats. The Democrats right. are not going to be able to spend the money to um, to hold this seat because they're spending. The, they're pouring the money into it now, and and like you said, it's a special election. It's going to be up again next year. They can't repeat that, and so the odds are very good they lose the seat anyway. But boy, it, it's as if it's a symbolic gesture. If they can just get one special election that the Democrats and the mainstream media can crow about, that'll be one more nail in the proverbial t- coffin of President Trump. They think. Yes, and that's that's entirely what this is about, and it's in un, it's unhinged in its own way. This is money that they really need elsewhere. The DNC is is have, is struggling with its fundraising. Uh, I, I believe the DSCC is as well, or DCCC, excuse me, is right. as well. And yet they're dumping all these resources into one district, an R plus eight district. We should point out an R plus eight district. Right. They have almost no chance no of converting shot. into a democratic hold. But unhinged, Ed Morrissey, is the right word, and the media isn't telling that story at all. The media doesn't talk about the fundraising problems that the Democrats are having. You, in fact, most of my listeners don't even know the Democrats have yet to win one single special election. The Republicans have won them all. They don't want to ever say that because it gets in the way of their agenda. And as somebody who watches the media like I do, Ed, I want to share something with you. I'm so disgusted right now with the latest chapter of what I believe is is media corruption. This isn't just incompetence. This is corruption. You got a 25-year-old woman arrested yesterday, charged with uh, leaking intelligence to the intercept uh, about alleged Russian hacking attempts, right? Well, what could her motivation be? You think that has anything to do with it? If she was a Trump supporter, you think we'd hear about it from ABC? Now, the fact that she's a Bernie Sanders supporter, as a lot of conservative sites had to discover by going through her social media, the fact that she's one of these social justice warriors and she's a, she's a Trump hater and she loves Bernie Sanders, I want you to hear just 25 seconds of the, of the package last night from Pierre Thomas on ABC News and the way this woman with the odd name, Reality Winner, was characterized. Listen to this, Ed. Reality Lee Winner, an NSA linguist trained in Farsi and Pashto, who received an Air Force Commendation Medal, described by family as a patriot, a young woman into fitness, seen here on Facebook discussing yoga instruction and competing in weightlifting. But tonight her disclosure is stunning revealing a classified NSA report about Russian meddling in the 2016 election. Hey, Ed, you know what else is on her Facebook? How much she hates Trump, how much she loved Bernie Sanders. She said things even sympathetic to terrorists. I mean, just a a far-left, apparently activist sort. Not one word in that entire report about her ideology. Do, Do you acknowledge with me how corrupt the mainstream media has become on the subject of covering Donald Trump. Well, I mean, this is a this is a good example of it, Mike. And and there's there's even more if you take a look at her um, 
at her Twitter uh, feed. She's uh, in February. She was uh, de- uh, declaring that if Trump started some sort of a conflict with Iran, that she would stand with Iran. Correct. Now that's that is <laughs> that is, she's going to stand with a regime that routinely chants death to America. And that was well before Donald Trump became president. And my and my uh, point is, think that's part of her story. Look, that, you think if you're a, a newsman, if you're a newsman at ABC, don't you think you'd tell at least that as part of her story? Instead. Oh, we're told she's into fitness. She lifts weights. She does yoga. She's a patriot. She's a patriot. <laughs> yeah, she's a patriot. A patriot. Ed. Yeah, most patriots I know aren't aren't sending um, uh, aren't sending notes to Javad Zarif, uh, proclaiming uh, solidarity with the Iranian regime against the United States. You know, just call me call me an old fashioned kind of patriot. But Mike, that's that's not exactly what I think of when I hear patriotic evidently you're not the kind of patriot that the team at abc news believes you should be unreal ed morrissey that's the mainstream media in a nutshell that's why we're grateful for sites like hotair.com and ed morrissey keep fighting the good fight friend thank you sir